You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Our passage, the, our main text will, today will be on Psalm 34, verse 8. Can everybody uh, say this verse with me? One, two, three, go. Oh, taste. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. In, in, in some version, like in, in ESV, it said, Blessed is the man that takes refuge in him. So whether you're high or low, you're, you're, you're seeking comfort, you're seeking for clarity, have refuge in him. Trust in him. Okay? Don't taste and see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you're hearing it right. I know I'm doing this right before fasting. Okay? But um, this is not an allegory. When, when, when David wrote this, it's not pertaining to, any, to anything. No, it's pertaining to food. Okay? He said, oh, taste and see. What he's, saving, what he's saying here is, is, is engage all your senses. Taste and see. Okay, when you see food, when you see food, to fully engage it, you have to actually swallow it and, and taste it. Okay? At first, when you see food, you just see. And then, you, when you come closer, there's gonna, you're going to smell the aroma, right? Of the food. But, but that's not complete. You couldn't tell if the food is good or not by just seeing and smelling. Engaging your full senses means you have to put it inside your mouth, taste it, feel the texture, and actually taste how good it is and swallow it. Maybe some of us, you've been in church. Last year was your banner year. Why? Because um, in 2016, I've perfected church. How did you perfect church? Perfect attendance. Not only that. Perfect victory group. My victory group leader got late twice and I did not. So I perfected church. That's, that's good, but that's, that's not really good. Engaging full senses means you have, you, have, you have embraced, you have embodied the fullness and the goodness of not church, but of Jesus, of the one that we serve. When you come to church just for attendance, when you come to, 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 to church just, just for a checklist, check things... Maybe, maybe you've seen me uh, after services. There are some kids who would ask me to sign uh, their, their Christian living uh, for school. Christian living something for school. Curriculum for school that I have to sign. It, I hope it's not for mere attendance. You have to taste. You have to see. You have to engage the fullness and the goodness of what God offers in our church. Um, whenever taste and see, I'm always reminded of this picture. This is not, this is a candid shot. Tammy did not post. This is Pastor Dennis, the one, the oblivious one on the other side. Mika, when she was three years old, and and Tammy, it's a candid shot. That's how she tastes and sees food. She savors the aroma. She savors the time. She savors everything about eating. She's very passionate when it comes to food. I remember one time, uh, early on, when, when, when we became friends and we went to a buffet, uh, um, I, I saw Tammy in the line and then she approached me and asked me, Larry, where's Dennis? Uh, I, I was kind of frantic because I, I see that a tear is, is starting to roll from her, from her eyes. And I was wondering, okay, what's wrong? What happened? So I approached her and said, okay, what's, what's going on? I don't know where Dennis is, but what's wrong? And she was like, no, I just need somebody to share my, my happiness I'm full of joy because I'm in this buffet. She's not overacting. 
that's really how she is. When you come to church, are you just merely tasting? Take a pick, I mean, testing lang? Take a bite of sound, I don't like it. What? I don't like the sound. It's too loud. I don't like the video. Jared didn't do a good job. The lights, I mean, destructs my, my trying to be spiritual. I can fear the Lord because of the, all, all the lights. Are you just merely trying to taste it? Or do you want to embrace the fullness of what this is all? of what church has to offer, what, of the presence of God. We, when we come to church, we have to realize that it, it's not just for, uh, for us to listen, to take notes. It's good uh, to take a picture of the, of, of, the, of the slides. But my prayer is there's always a response. Is your response really inching your way closer to the Lord? Or just testing, t- trying, smell? Is it yeah, feeling the cushion? You have to fully enjoy God's goodness. Indeed, you have to savor it. it, it, it you, have, you have to take time. You have to grow into it. And, uh, and, and, and I've, I've had, I've, I have hundreds of pictures of my wife just enjoying her time with God. This, is, this was taken when, when uh, we had our New Year celebration in Baguio, in Kamchan Hay. And, and she would deliberately um, wake up earlier than any one of us. We have a six-year-old daughter. You know, once she's, once she's awake, it's all about Lara, Lara, Lara. But, but my wife would wake up earlier than anyone just to enjoy her time. Just to enjoy, just to savor her time. Time with God. Time with the Lord. And, and we, we hear come, uh, taste and see. It's all about God's goodness. And the Lord is good. He, he is good. He is good all the time. And all the time, the Lord is good. But to be able to fully appreciate uh, uh, this, our text, we have to go to its parallel verse in 1 Samuel 21. This, this is David. talks about David. But David was actually... David. Remember David, right? David, the one who killed Goliath. David, the future king of Israel. But he's, in, he's running away. He's scared for his life. Saul was after him. Saul and, and, and ten, tens of thousands of his men was trying to kill him. He's, he's being chased. The future king of Israel. And, and out of desperation, out of desperation, he went to Gath, the city of Gath. Okay, what's, what's so significant with the city of Gath, with King Achish there, is that this is the city where Goliath comes from. Remember Goliath? Goliath, uh, the giant that Joseph slain. Remember that? We may not, yes, si David yun. I'm just testing you guys. He went to the hometown of the giant that he slain. What's going on in his mind? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. But he was desperate. Maybe it's strategy. Maybe it's because I don't think Saul would, would, would ever go there and, and, and check me out or if, if I'm there. But out of desperation, he went. David heard these comments and was very afraid of what King Achish of God might do to him. So he pretended to be insane, scratching on doors and drooling down his beard. While he was there, somebody recognized him. Somebody recognized David and told on him, out of desperation, what he did, he acted insane. 
scratching his back on the door, drooling and drooling. Maybe you're in that desperate season now. Maybe you're not acting insane. You don't know if you're insane, but, but you're in that desperate moment. Desperate moment that worries of life, uh, debtors, consequences of sin that, that you've done before. Whether you're that moment or that, what do you do? Who do you turn to? Do you just simply forget God, His goodness, what He has done to you? Turn your back on Him? So David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adalam. Soon his brothers and all his other relatives joined him there. Then others began coming. Men who were in trouble or in debt or who were just discontented until David was a captain, about 400 men. The context of Psalm 34 is he was writing it inside a cave. He got away from the city of Gath, from King Achish, went to a cave in Adalam and wrote this psalm. Wrote this psalm. It's a thanksgiving hymn. It's a thanksgiving song. He wrote inside a cave. Are you in that desperate moment? Are you running, hiding, or trying to veer away from anything? What do you do? Do you sing songs? Do you, do you ready your arsenal? David just said, praise God. Praise the Lord, for you are good. Praise the Lord, for you are good. Verse 1 said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He had 400 men in his troops instead of rallying them saying, Come on, we can do this. We can go against Saul. We can go against, against Achish. He said, No, no, stop the war. Worship God. Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's stop. Worship Him. Be thankful. Praise His name. Praise the Lord. That's his answer. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. David said, I boast in the Lord. Why? Because of answered prayers. Okay, where's the answered prayers? He's inside the cave. He's running for 10,000 men. But he's, he's saying, Lord, you are good. It's always. You are still good. I am still alive. I was able to hide in the city of God. When they recognized me, I was able to escape. Now in the, I'm in the cave. Lord, you're still good. Praise be to God. When you're in that desperate moment, what do you do? Who do you run to? Who do you call? Who do you call for help? Do you call for God? Do you cry for God? Is it the only time that you go to your Bible and cha-ching, emergency, break the Bible? You, open, you, you only open the case in case of emergency, you go to God. To know God more, to praise His name, to, pray, to be able to praise the Lord, you need to know Him more. You need to know His goodness. Talking about God's goodness today. Talking about how, how, how our lives should, 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 should be seen, should be a testimony of His goodness. In verse 3 said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Inside the cave, he's writing this. Magnify, he's calling out his troop, he's rallying his troop. Instead of telling them, make arms. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. How do you, can you imagine this? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid church pastor, so I always have an object lesson in mind. Okay? Can you imagine you're inside the cave? Okay? If this is kid church, I would ask everybody to close your eyes. But can you imagine you're inside a cave? 
Magnify. How do you magnify? It's dark. How do you magnify? You can't even see anything. I mean, when you move to your left and to your right, it's another person's face. You don't even have to look there because you can smell them. You're inside a cave. Sometimes, what we magnify in our situations is not God. Most of the time, what we magnify is our circumstances. Pastor, I thought breakthrough years 2016, but still, the Lord rejected. The Lord did not approve. The Lord withheld. The Lord, the Lord won't withhold. It's not for you yet, but the Lord won't. The Lord is always good. He is always good. What we always magnify is our situation. Our focus is always on us. You know, when you look at the magnifying glass, there's two, thing, two, 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 two sides here. When you hold a magnifying glass, when, 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 when you hold it close enough, you'll make things bigger. But then when you close it so close to you, you won't see anything. And you, you only see your reflection. Maybe you're holding the magnifying glass and looking at circumstances, it, it always reflects back on you. It's still you. It's still you. It's still us. Magnify the Lord. Praise the Lord. Magnify who He is, His goodness, His greatness. Magnify Him. I always think about this, that there's a part of us because of how the frailty of, of us being human, it's our finite human wisdom can never fully comprehend God's infinite goodness. Our finite human wisdom. My prayer is that you always seek wisdom for discernment, to be upright. But it will always fall short of His goodness, of how great a God He is. I remember um, there's a study by Barna Group in the U.S. Barna Group is a think tank. And um, one of the main obstacles for people to become Christians um, is, is this. They, o- they always want to answer this. How can a good God allow all this evil in the world? This is always their question. How can a good God allow all the evil in the world? The question is, how can you say that God is good when there's evil all around you? Have you ever thought about, yeah, why, why does he allow poverty? Why, uh, Pastor, why did he allow the breakup of my parents? Why, 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 did, he, why did he allow uh, wickedness or, or sickness? Why did he allow some people to, 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 to live in lack? Why did he allow this? How? Why? How? Why? This is my, my simplest answer to all of you. I don't know. I don't. But I'm certain of one thing. That when he said that when he gives us promises, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. I know that who that is the God that I serve. That he is faithful and he is true. In Psalm 100 verse 5, it said, For the Lord is good, His steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. He is faithful to all generations. I claim this now in the lives of my children, in my children's children. Yes, there will be poverty. Yes, there will be, there will be sickness. But then I, name, I know that God has a great plan. That His purpose will prevail. That His True to His word, when He promises me that He will never leave me nor forsake me, He will never leave me nor forsake me. When He promised me uh, uh, blessing through generations and generations, blessing all the works of our hand, He will come, He will pull through. 
it will come to pass. Because that's His promise. That is only me because I can say that I seek God and I want to know God and I'm knowing, I'm living this relationship with Him. Can, can you say that? Can, can, can you say that? Or you would go back again and magnify what you're going through, your circumstances. I know that I trust Him so that He can turn around situation for our own good. That He needs and He wants the best for you and I. I remember, um, I remember what C.S. Lewis wrote. He said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. The thing is, when we are so consumed with pain, with me, 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 what, what, what I'm feeling, what, what I'm suffering in, you hear your own cries. You hear your own, your, own, your own misery. And it takes the place of God already whispering to you. His comfort, His joy, His peace. My prayer is that in pain and suffering, we know that God is still in control. That we will not let go and just succumb to the pain. Not, we're not just going to go back to our cave and, and hide there and have our own pity party. Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Again, it is about His purpose. When you come to church, and, and, and what, you try to seek God, you come to church, and it's all about you because I need this, I want this, church is not for you. It's not a relationship that you want with God. You're asking like, like God is an ATM. I, I, I do this, I do this for you, so give me back. No. Remember, God has given us everything. Everything after salvation is already a bonus. He gave His one and only Son for you and I. It's enough. It should be enough. That He is for you, He's not against you, that He's sovereign over your situation. He knows what is best for you and I. You know, Joseph... You know Joseph the dreamer with, 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 a, with a rainbow coat? Joseph, he, he, he simply just waited. When, 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 when his brothers sold him and sold him to become slave in Egypt, and in Egypt he thought that he, he, would, he, would, he would be okay because he, he's in the household of, of Potiphar, but then Potiphar's wife tried to do something to him that he was accused of, 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 of of lusting over uh, Potiphar's wife. He was put in prison. In prison, he was, um, he, he remembered the dreams of the, of the fairy. He was called. He was promised this. He never even had the, uh, one bitter word for God, but he just simply waited. He knew his time. He knew his time would come. So with David, he knew all along that I will be the next king of Israel. Why am I going through this? Why am I inside the cave? I, can have a, I cannot have a kingdom inside the cave. He was not after the promise because he has a relationship with the promise giver. He has a relationship. He knows God who promised him that you will be the king of Israel. So he never, never did his, his, his faith waver. I remember a story from this book, Hiding Place, um, about Corey and the Betsy Tan Boom. They're, they're, they're Christians 
from Denmark. But uh, during the time of Holocaust, uh, they were imprisoned inside the uh, Nazi uh, camp, Nazi concentration camp. And um, they were assigned to one of the worst German barracks, Nazi barracks, full of fleas, no electricity, uh, rarely uh, water, no, 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 uh, no uh, windows, no air inside. It, it, it's, it's horrific. Every day, Betsy, would, would, um, Betsy and Corey would read the Bible and, and pray. And they would sing songs. They would worship God and pray for each other, pray for, pray for people there and sharing the gospel. Uh, in one of their um, morning devotional, they came, uh, they came to 1 Thessalonians 5.18, where it said, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So Betsy told Corey, why don't we do this? Why don't we give God thanks for our circumstances? Because this is the will of God for us. Corey couldn't do it. Corey told Betsy, I don't know. Maybe you do it, but not me. I'm not going to thank God for these circumstances where we are, this situation, this, this, this madness where we are. But after much prodding, um, Betsy actually prevailed and, and, and Corey started blessing the place. She said, Lord, thank you, Lord, that you've given us a roof over our, our heads, that we are inside this camp. Thank you, Lord, that, uh, we are not inside, uh, that we're inside and we're not outside freezing. Thank you, Lord, even for the fleas. I know, Lord, there's a purpose why you've given us fleas. So thank you even for the fleas. It sounded crazy, but months later... They found out why they are still they were still alive. Months later they found out that the reason why the guards don't go to their barracks it's because of the fleas. Their barracks was actually infested with fleas. That's why they can praise God freely. That's why the guards never knew that they had Bibles. That's why they can they, they can pray for each other. It's because of those fleas. Now I hope when you look at fleas, you would thank God as well before you actually kill them. God is good. He's always good. It's not about your situation, but it's about Him. We have to know who, who this God that we're having a relationship with. Verse 4, I sought the Lord and He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. David is saying, I sought Him I seek the Lord and He answered me. That's why I can praise God. That can, even though I'm inside the grave, I'm running for my life, it's okay. Because God is always good because I sought Him and He answered me. Have you sought after God? Do you seek the Lord? When do you seek the Lord? When do we seek the Lord? During prayer and fasting, Pastor, because I'm, I'm, I'm fasting and uh, I want the fasting to be faster. So I seek the Lord. When do you actually seek the Lord? Inside the cave, thousands after him, future king of Israel is saying, I'm certain that God would fulfill his promise. I seek him. When God is present in your life, fear, worry, doubt exits. It's out the door. It's out the door. It's never, there's not even a room for doubt, fear, worry inside if God is present. If you're full of faith, full of faith means you don't see it yet, 
But you're certain that it would come to pass. You know why? Because I have a big God and He is good. Because I know Him. I have a relationship with Him. So now fear, get out. Sickness, worry, get out. God is present. I remember, this is um, almost 11 years ago when um, my wife and I were, were um, praying for God to restore our marriage. You know what? We, we actually didn't undergo any marriage counselors. Okay? We, 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 not, not, not a single, we got separated. Not a single marriage counseling happened. None. When, 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 when we talked to our cousins, the, 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 the people who shared the gospel with us, they immediately plugged us in, into a victory group. It was a small group back then. They immediately uh, 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 established us in word and prayer and inside the church. There, there, wasn't, there wasn't marriage counseling one, marriage counseling two, uh, family therapy one, uh, psychiatric ward one, psychiatric ward none. We simply sought the Lord. We continue to seek the Lord now. That is the only thing that restored our marriage. When we sought God. When we fully, intentionally seek God. Seek the Lord. Know Him. Praise His name. Bless Him. Those who look to Him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. The thing, the thing with us, the thing with the, the our, our, how our mind comprehends stuff is that we, we always get easily embarrassed. When we do sin, we don't get embarrassed. We just do it. But when being confronted and coming, coming in the presence of God, asking for forgiveness, we're, suddenly we're ashamed. We, we, we turn to a, to a small dog cowering there. No. God is saying you don't have to hide anything. I've known you. I've seen you at your worst. What are you ashamed of? I know who you are. I know you by name. I know the count of your hair. And I know whatever you did. And there's nothing we can do can actually make us an inch closer to Him. He knows the very worst in us. And when we were there, He, he took us plainly. He didn't wait for us to be clean, but as dirty, as messy as we are, he took us in. So why are we now ashamed? In 2008, I remember it was, it was the first time that me and my wife were given a chance to, to share the, our testimony and how God restored our marriage. I wasn't the pastor yet. It was in Music Museum. And, um, and we got so many calls, uh, so many text messages from friends, families, and, and, and from, from people around us. They were actually apprehensive on us going on stage and sharing what, how God restored our marriage. They, they were actually embarrassed for us or they, they, were, they fear or they're worried that something might happen or people might not take it. But we had peace. We, we, we prayed about it and we knew that it was the right moment, it was the right time, it was the right venue, it was the right place. So we shared the testimony. And then, and when we did so because we know that it is for God's glory. We know that people would eventually and would see and would magnify on His goodness, not on our imperfection. 
We knew all the while that if it's God's calling for us to share that testimony, they would know that we're imperfect, but then there's a big God who made us righteous, who, who clothed us, who gave us that robe of righteousness. Remember that robe that, that, that they put on us to cover us, the robe of majesty. It's not ours. We didn't even earn it. He just freely gave it to us as heirs, as sons and daughters. Now we are clothed in majesty because of his righteousness. I was reminded when, uh, when we talk about Joseph a while ago in, in Genesis 50 verse 20, he said, You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. God can turn it around and put it to good for his purpose, according to his will, according to his purposes. Verse 6, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Are you in trouble? Or in times of trouble, what do you do? In, in, in times of trouble, who do you run to? Who, who, who do you run to? In times when, when, when I'm afraid, I seek the Lord and He delivers me. When I'm afraid, when, when I'm not certain, I, I, I just run to Him. And that's small thing and big thing. Like an assignment in church, uh, how to raise up my children. We have issue in finances. I would, I would go straight to Him because I know that He will deliver me. In times of shame, yes, there is shame. If you did something wrong, circumstances, what do you do? Who do you run to? How, how, how do you cover? Do you look for your own cave somewhere and hide there? What, what, what do you do? I'm always reminded that when I'm ashamed, He took my shame away. Jesus did that on that cross. Jesus did that on that cross. He took all the shame from all of us. In times of trouble, I just simply run to God. Why again? Because I know God. And I know that God is good. God is good. When, when we say fear and trust the Lord, it doesn't mean fear, go hide in your cave and fear. No. Fear is the absence of evil. If you fear the Lord... Evil is not there. Because now I can fully trust. Fear is if faith is not there. Fear and trust Him. Fear and trust, obey. Praise Him always because He is good. As we end, I want to share this story. In 2015, um, a, a lot of our staff, around eight of them, Either staff or spouses of our staff were praying to conceive. 2015. And uh, one after another, they, they conceived. One after another. Eight were praying and around seven of them conceived. C- c- can you imagine 2016 for us? Ang hirap kaya three months, three months, three months. But we know that God is good. Some of the, those pregnancies were actually hard. Some, some who got pregnant, the doctors would tell them, you won't get pregnant. But still, they conceive and now they have babies. We have actually seven or nine <laughs> new babies in, 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 our, in our staff now. But uh, Gia and Mike kept on hoping and, and, and they prayed and fasted. One baby after another got born and still they were waiting until 2016 um, when they got pregnant. But then they, they, they lost the baby. 
it was it was really hard for them. Uh, this story could have been good, right? If it ended me announcing now that they are pregnant, but they're not. They're still waiting. They're still hoping, but their faith never wavered. Actually, Gia said that um, her faith even got stronger and stronger because she knew that God is good and God is sovereign and, and, and that God is God. She writes, answered prayer or not, God is still God and God is good. His steadfast love for us is there no matter what. No matter what. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.